Hey you, Nina here. I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you right now. I usually tell you what we're going to play with in this episode, and, and I will tell you we're going to be playing with vulnerability in this episode, but I don't mean the kind of vulnerability that comes with open arms and is intentional. We're going to be talking about the kind of vulnerability that happens to us when we are tired, when we are run down, when we are sad or have things that are just basically eating us up, right? That make us vulnerable to emotional hijacking happening down the road. So for the beginning of this, I wanted to be honest with you. The reason why this episode is late is because I've had a lot of vulnerability this week. Uh, physically, I have been struggling to sleep. I've been waking up at three in the morning no idea why. That's a lie. Maybe it's a little bit more stressful of a week. But in either case, I want to invite you to play with some vulnerability and really being able to ask yourself, in what ways could you shift your own world so that you are less vulnerable to an emotional hijacking happening down the road? Listen in. I've got Amanda Chavez here, realtor in Houston, here to talk and keep it real uh, as we explore vulnerability. So I am curious, you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. <sighs> All right. So welcome to the show, everyone. Today we have a special guest, Amanda Chavez here today. Welcome, Amanda. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you this fine morning? Very good. Very good. Ready to get vulnerable. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you didn't just hear that, we're about to get vulnerable. And uh, before we even launch into this, y'all know that we like to set the intent for this conversation, which is it's going to be a human to human conversation. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, right? Nobody listening to this podcast is perfect. And that's the beauty, right? Is that we come in with our own unique selves and we have agreed that we're going to empower each other for the next 15 to 30 minutes that we're together, uh, that we are going to agree to consensually step into what may be a vulnerable or hard or sticky or uncomfortable space and that we're going to have the intent to transform any hardness that does come up into a teachable moment, right? To transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Is that, does that sound doable today? Yes, for sure. Okay, solid. Okay. So uh, we're not doing any moment in particular, but I do want to share this particular moment, I guess. I'm a liar. Sorry. There it is. And- <laughs> This past weekend, we did a meetup and uh, we have, you know, HCAT has the meetup on literallymeetup.com for anybody needing to get out socially, 
meetup.com is your jam. They have online as well as in-person events. And we had this event and people came over and it was about exploring identity and narratives in the body, how the body holds on to stories and how if we're not aware of those stories, they can hijack us and they can run our life, right? They can cause a lot of dysfunction in our life. Um, and we can even perpetuate stories that we don't mean to, yeah. uh, right? That it's not intentional. It's not value driven. And so we had this meetup this weekend and straight up real talk, it takes a lot of vulnerability, especially, you know, during COVID times to show up in person to an event at all, right? Yes. Even pre-COVID, it takes a lot of vulnerability to say, I'm going to be willing to step into a space where I don't know people and then I'm going to share myself with them. Yeah. Right? Especially as an introvert sometimes, that's really hard. Do you identify as an introvert? I feel like I do. Yes, definitely. <gasps> oh my gosh. So... Yeah. <laughs> I'm an extrovert, if that wasn't obvious. It's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this is one of those things like when we think about vulnerability, and I guess I should define that for people, because vulnerability, the way that that I'll invite us to think about it is being willing, it's like a space to to be willing to go into that is open, right? So I just mm-hmm. chopped up all over that. Let me come in a little smoother. <laughs> If we agree that there's a vulnerable space, we're saying that it's an open space for conversation, for playing mm-hmm. with, for there for there to be a back and forthness to it, right? Okay. There's a flexibility around vulnerability. But that also means that if I'm not careful, um, I can be vulnerable with someone who can harm me, right? That now there's yeah. this open space and now harm can be done. And um, on the flip side of that, that if I'm not careful, I can put myself in so many vulnerable positions uh, or places or situations that that can leave me vulnerable to something happening, even when I'm not trying to be vulnerable and open, right? Yeah. Okay. So yes, (laughs) uh, introverts, extroverts out there know which direction you're coming from, because I already know that one of the things I have to be aware of as a high extrovert person is that just in being who I am, can feel oppressive to someone who is an introvert, who identifies as not an extrovert, fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I had to learn that through many human experiences, right? Yeah. And at first it, you know, me being vulnerable and being open, I was like, I don't get it. Why are people rejecting me? I don't understand. Why am I being pushed back for being myself? It felt like a shutdown of who I am. And I realized, you know, there's only so much space everybody gets, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That feeling of that. And that even without intention, I can come in as this highly extroverted person and mm-hmm. there's a lot of power around that. Yes. And I feel like that's how people describe you is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So Amanda actually like no knows me y'all. <laughs> we go back. <laughs> back in the days. Like back to birth, we go back, y'all. I know very few people. <laughs> and um, and yeah, I think a lot of people do describe me as a lot. Uh, and I would be lying if I said I wasn't. I think it's an interesting space when I think about vulnerability, though, because for me, I'm not a lot. Right. And I will often run into, it's okay, right? And I've had to say, how do I yeah. become that powered into more empowered and yeah. you know, empowered being, I want people to be who they are and feel okay being who they are at the same time that I want to feel okay being who I am. Yeah. Right? And so 
really being able to empower that and say, I want you to be who you are and I want to be who I am. So if you need to take me in 30 minute doses in one hour increments, that's fine. Right? Yeah. I can still be me. You can still be you. That's fine. Right. Yeah. If you're feeling the need to shut me down, maybe let's not hang out. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. It's self-awareness. Yes. Self-awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got together this weekend at this meetup. And people are coming. It's vulnerable already because straight up, none of us knew each other. I didn't know any of them. None of them knew each other. Nobody brought friends. And so we're sitting there and we're talking about like some of the most triggering topics ever, which is like identity pieces, race, ethnicity, skin color, language, nationality differences, some of the most vulnerable spaces ever. And uh, one of the things that came up is like a popular story that I tell on Road Rage, uh, but if you know that story, then you'll know what I'm talking about, but you don't have to know it to know that if you don't take care of your feelings, that they will hijack you. Yes. So lesson one of this episode is going to be emotions are energy that are just trying to express themselves. Mm -hmm. If you don't let it express itself in a way that is healthy for you, if you don't put yourself in the driver's seat, it is going to make you vulnerable to an emotional hijacking down the road. Yes. When I say that, what comes up for you? When I when I say emotional hijacking, and if you don't take care of those feelings and express them, what, what, what comes to mind for you? So I feel like hijacking kind of means like more of an, an aggressive way. Like you have no control in times that you thought you would have control. So this one thing scenario comes to mind when I had actually kind of relating to road rage well actually it is I don't feel like it was my anyway I had cut this girl off okay and on the road and I didn't feel like I cut her off I feel like I was just being in a you know the typical Houston driver like nobody lets you by so you have to force yourself in and then I see her like doing all this hand motion in the corner I mean in the window and then I see her flick me off and then I'm flipping her off and so we come up to this light, right? That's always what happens. You force yourself <laughs> in these situations to end up at the same light. So <laughs> I'm looking in my rearview mirror because I felt like it was a pretty aggressive situation that we had back and forth in our separate cars. But I see her get out of her car and start walking up to me. <gasps> so my initial thought was, okay, this has gone too far. And what am I about to do? So very quickly i had to decide am i going to just like lock my door and just sit here and wait for the light to turn green or am i gonna you know match her energy so yeah i opened the door and i got Shut out your and face. I, no i got out of the car at the at the red light i got out of the car and i said i said f you and so we're going back and forth back and forth but the reason why i feel like it didn't go very much further is because she was on my door and I wasn't able to fully step out. So I had my door open, half of my body was out and I'm like talking to her like, yeah, I said F you and blah, blah, blah. And so I, maybe the light had turned green because all I remember was getting back and driving. That's the only thing that stopped it. But I had never come to a point where I felt so heated to actually have to defend myself in an aggressive way like my husband he has actually asked me I think like last week you know have you ever been in a fight and I said 
no, like nobody's, I've never gotten in a fist fight with somebody. Nobody has ever tried to, you know, be aggressive with me that way. So that was definitely a moment when I was hijacked and I had to defend myself in a, in a matter that I have never done before. So, oh, this is just so many different moments in here we about to play with. <laughs> we can play with it. Okay. <laughs> so... As you tell the story right now, what are you noticing in your body? Self-awareness check. Um, I feel like it's a funny. You can play with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's funny it's now that I look back on it. At the time, was it funny? It was It was kind of scary. Ooh, ooh. Listeners, whole face just changed. Amanda's face yeah. just dropped, right? Whole face yeah. changed. Okay. It, it, yeah, it sounds kind of scary, right? Yeah. So there is this uh, psychoeducation moment. There is this <laughs> uh, DBT skill, dialectical behavior therapy skill. And it, uh, and now I can't remember the name of it. I will put it in the show notes if anything, but what it basically teaches is the idea that there's a chain of events that happens and that there are actually multiple points in this chain of events that happens where you can disrupt it and you can do something different. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, from the very beginning, the way that the chain starts is it talks about vulnerability. What is already making you vulnerable to an emotional hijacking? So in this case, with this moment, when you were in the car, mm -hmm. what was making you vulnerable, right? Already in that moment, what was making you vulnerable to that moment? And some of the things that we teach, right? One of the skills, if you've ever heard the HALTS skill, it's H-A-L-T-S, like multiple S's, but it's were you hungry? Were you angry? Were you lonely? Were you tired? Were you sick? Uh, did you have enough water isn't saturated, right? Um, were you sleepy, right? All of these things that make you physically, mentally, and emotionally vulnerable to being mm -hmm. hijacked. Oh, man. Well, okay. So if I think about it in that way, this was before I had my son, right? So I was working nonstop in school um, around the clock. So I can probably tell you I was tired. I was hungry. I was, you know, probably angry. <laughs> but if you if you're if you're familiar with Houston traffic, you already go down the street like with this expectation that you have to, you know, there it you is. have to be an aggressive driver. So that when you said that, that was the next piece that I thought there was already a narrative in your body Mm -hmm. leaving you vulnerable right into this space mm -hmm. of i'm going to have to be aggressive if yeah, this if i want to get anywhere mm, that's a strong narrative right <laughs> <laughs> then you pull you when you said that she got out of her car you know what i thought of that movie that just came out right i say just Which came one? out but that movie with i think it's russell crowe and he gets up out of the car and he's the ra road rage driver and he straight yeah. up stalks her and like uh, 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 lots of violent things happen in this movie, but yeah. she's basically running from him. And it was all because she like honked and he was like, yeah. uh, don't you think it should have been a double tap honk? That's the friendly way to do things. And oh. she was like, just roll up your window, son. And she was yeah. so rude to him, yeah. but he was vulnerable in that he had just found out his wife had an affair. He had just uh, killed his wife and the lover, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken, in the movie, right? Lots yeah. of vulnerability. And so when you said, right, going back to your moment, she mm -hmm. gets out of the car, I was like, <gasps> what's yeah. about to go down? Because yeah. it could be well, a lot worse you know, than it was. 
Exactly. And that's the reason why I was scared, because you don't know what kind of a situation you're about to step into. Like she could have had a knife. She could have had a gun. She could have been mentally unstable and, and reached inside my car. And I knew opening my car door, I had to be ready for that. Were you so ready that, for that? I mean, I had to be. Then this is interesting, right? Because Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to invite something, right? We okay. have this, this idea, um, not just here, but this is just like a general idea of when our body responds to threats, it responds to threats as if they're all real threats, right? It feels, yeah. the feeling it feels doesn't yeah. change. Whether it's a real threat, right, as in physical bodily harm, right, or whether it's a perceived threat. Right. And so in this moment, we have unknown factor in this woman creeping on in. And it's like, we know that she's being offensive, right? We know mm -hmm. that. And you are going to have to defend yourself potentially. Mm -hmm. And so there's this sort of like, she's a perceived threat at this point. And if she were right. to actually bring her fists or a weapon to the scene, right. you would literally, it would be a genuine real threat, right? You yes. Hopefully your adrenaline would kick in. At that point, you would want yourself to be emotionally hijacked so that you could defend yourself. Yes. Yeah. And so in this moment, when you say you had to be, you had to be right. Had to be emotionally. Yes. But if she'd actually brought a real threat to this, this scene, would you have actually been ready to defend yourself? Well, probably not because like I mentioned, I told my husband that I had never been in a fight before. <sighs> And then I didn't even have full capacity because I was halfway out of my door. So was that a smart decision? Probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. But you were emotionally hijacked, right? Yeah. Oh, and for so sure. that's not for like sure. me. Uh, and that's not like me. And this is, this is a great way for like listeners to know, like, how do you know when you're emotionally hijacked? Those moments mm -hmm. when you're like, that was so out of character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was some part of you hijacking. You saying, I got this. Just take a seat. Yeah. I got this. Right? <laughs> that was the H town coming out. <laughs> it's always been in there. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's narratives around that too. Now I'm hearing that, right? <laughs> we won't go into that one, but this, um, this piece of, oh, and I will say caveat too, just because we're emotionally hijacked for listeners out there does not give you the right to do like what Russell Crowe did and go stalk somebody and hurt somebody. Right. Emotional yeah. hijacking is dangerous yeah. unless you're in a real threat. And even then it can still be dangerous for somebody else because you're trying to defend yourself. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you say it, it wasn't a smart decision, but it was a hijacking decision. I get curious because what that means is that your body genuinely, again, perceived that there was a threat. What, would it have been defending? And now this is a, like a deeper layer question. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't defending you physically, because mm -hmm. you, right, was it, what part of you was it defending? What part of your identity was it defending? That's a good question. Um, because I didn't know this woman, you know, I didn't feel like I had anything to prove to her. Mm -hmm. So maybe I had, you know, I guess to prove to myself, like, hey, if you're going to carry yourself this way in the past 30 seconds with like cutting her off and talking through the window, you better be able to back yourself up. So I guess it was more of, you know, don't talk if you can't walk. Ooh, okay. 
So uh, this sort of like protecting that identity piece of I'm someone who can protect myself. I'm someone who can do damage if I needed to. So now let me play this part. Let me play it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that does actually make sense. What, what's coming up for you as you say that? Your eyes are like, oh, wait a minute, that, that something's clicking there. Um, well, yeah, just like you said, like if I'm going to, like, don't be, I'm not a fake, fake person. And, you know, I'm very, I'm, my, I'm sarcastic even when people don't understand my sarcasm. So, and I say things and, and do things that are very true to me. So if I'm going to, act in this way with that rage in that 30 seconds, then there needs to be some kind of, you know, follow up, like, don't be fake. Don't just talk shit for no reason. If you're going to put yourself in this situation, it's because this is real for you and you need to follow through. What you just said that this is real for you and you need to follow through is what Mm -hmm. so many of us experience when we're emotionally hijacked. It's that protecting of that identity piece of this is this is real, and now we have yeah. to make sure that it is real yeah. by making X Y Z happen. Yeah, and not for the other person because she has no idea who I am. You don't know her, yeah. But she was about to find out. Yes, what you just said right there, like ten thousand yeah. points, because she when we get triggered, it is I would say maybe eight or nine times out of ten, it is not personal. That person right. doesn't really know us. They're not saying it to us because they want to put us right. Now, every now and then you get a person who that's exactly what's trying to happen. They're trying to put you down. They're trying to wreck your world, right? That's a different mm-hmm. scenario. When we get triggered like this, it is because somebody doesn't know us. we got individual mm-hmm. culture clash here in this moment, right? And then, boom, you don't know me, but you're about to know me. And here's what I'm about yeah. in this moment. Yeah, for sure. You didn't see me before, but now you're going to see me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or better or worse. For sure. And, you know, now that we talk about it a little bit more, I've also felt like I almost had to teach her that you're not going to just be a bully to anybody and not have any consequence. Okay. You ever had been bullied before? No, I don't think so. You ever had to protect someone from being bullied? I feel like, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I could say I'm, I'm, I am that person that will, you know, just kind of stick my nose in a situation where I had no business in because I felt like that person wasn't being treated well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that sensation of like, I'm the, I'm the one who's got your back. I've got your back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, so I'm actually going to pause the episode here and do a little outtake. I'm recording this after the episode. Amanda and I actually ended up speaking for another 20 or so minutes that I have uh, gone ahead and muted out and we lost sound. So what you're going to hear is a cut after we have done some deeper work. We've talked about some more things. We shared a story about me in college and knives. And if you want that story, you reach out to me and I'll give you some insider info. But otherwise, um, this is another cost of when you don't take care of yourself and you're vulnerable is I missed looking at the clock and thought we were at a totally different part of time. Is this human? Of course this happens. But just to be able to notice, I know this happened because I was running on very little sleep. 
I needed more food or better quality food for me to be able to function more effectively and watch this time and thus also respect her time. So you're about to hear uh, it skip all the way to 20 minutes later when we're now processing what happened. Okay, welcome back, Amanda. Okay, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> AT&T for ya. Oh, shout out there. <laughs> So we are nearing the end of the episode. We're here, Amanda, and we played with actually lots of different things. We talked about yeah. vulnerability. We talked about, um, you know, how it's great to be able to be vulnerable and open up when it's the right time and space and how yeah. if we're not careful, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, sad, sick, sleepy, not saturated enough, right, that all of those things are really important for us not to leave us vulnerably open to emotional triggers, yeah. right? And emotional hijacking down the road. Um, we told some stories about road rage and <laughs> knives in college. And <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy Puerto Rican women. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but let that not be a dominant stereotypical narrative that we're trying to right, promote either. Right, absolutely not. <laughs> but also, no. I love myself a little bit of crazy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and also emotional stability. Very important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, takeaways, what are we taking away from this? We set out to grapple with some hard things, um, and to mm -hmm. turn it into teachable moments. Uh, did we yeah. succeed? Yeah. I mean, because I very well know how my body is like when I'm not feeling motivated, it's for a reason. I'm not naturally not motivated, you know? So when I'm feeling that way, there's a, for a reason and mm -hmm. I got to figure out the reason and mm -hmm. dig a little deeper and get out of the never ending circle. You got to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For all my princess and the frog fans out there. <laughs> no wonder I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Disney for you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yes, there are so many different little avenues to digging a little deeper, to playing with, to engaging with. I mean, for my listeners, it's just like it's they know this. Uh, yeah. And, and that is the invitation, I think. If we could invite the, you know, people this week to focus on something, is there something in particular? Would you invite them to dig a little deeper and to see uh, in these moments? Or is there something else that you'd you'd invite them for or to? Um, so the reason why you have to figure out what your, your why is, like, if you don't have a reason to do anything, you're kind of just living through your, your day to day and it just becomes very, there's no purpose. So you have to figure out your why so that you can actually make clear decisions and you have a reason to really dig deep. I love that. There's a quote, uh, I may butcher it now, but right. If you can figure out your why you can survive any how, um, mm. right. Or you can figure out any how, and I, I'm totally butchering that, but it's um, originally from, and I really don't want to take the episode off into a different direction, but <laughs> this idea that we can come from incredibly, I mean, actually physically terrible circumstances we can be held captive even mm -hmm. um and tortured 
And if mm-hmm. we can just latch onto that and really lean yeah. into that, why? Why would I, do I need to survive this? Why is it important yeah. that I, you know, am, am present or am, am aware of this, you know, that we can survive anyhow, right? That right. Can, how yeah. can I deal with this? This is because of this. Yeah. So I love that. Um, especially when I take what you're now saying and put it in my own life, I think, yeah, I, I have a lot of whys, right? And, uh, oh man, there's so now there's so many different things opening up for me, but I don't want to take the episode in a different direction. So I'm going to pull it back Okay. <laughs> to this invitation to everyone else for this upcoming week, being able to utilize the skill of halts. Okay. If you mm-hmm. are struggling with self-awareness, you find yourself triggered all the time, utilize halts, start asking yourself, snap, crackle, pop. What was it that set me off? Right? Yeah. What was it that, that it was there? And then, um, let me see what else we got besides using the halts skill. If you're ready to go a little deeper, you're like, no, I know exactly what it is. So start leaning in. Why should you change that? Why should you pay attention to the narratives that your body is holding to the stories that it really says, we've got to fill this up. We do we, do we really have to, right? But really being able to ask yourself, what is it that you want moving forward? If you want to put yourself in the driver's seat and not be emotionally hijacked. Yep. Right. And I think realistically to be emotionally hijacked less often. Yes. Right. All right. Is there anything that you feel like we need to say before we end this episode, Amanda? And if there's anything socially you want to share, this is the time. Um, what do you mean by socially? Like if you want to put your digits, your media, tell people that you Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Amanda Chavez. Right now, currently, I'm with EXP Realty. So I am trying to focus on the Houston area more focusing on Cypress, Katy, Spring, Tomball. I've gone up to Montgomery. If you are in the market to sell, now at the time, it is start the market is starting to cool off a little bit. If you're in the market to buy, now is a good time to prep. You don't really have to jump in right now because it is still a seller's market, but now is a good time to start prepping. And if you need help prepping, go ahead and call me. My name my telephone number 281 541 1088. And I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes too, so that anybody can just check it out. Yeah, cool. So I love this because what I've just taken away from this is you're my realtor in particular, if I am wanting somebody who's going to be real with me. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) And I think as a homeowner and home seller myself, that Mm -hmm. that is what I value most is somebody who can walk into a home with me and say, this isn't the home for you. Or yes. this is exactly what you're looking for. You need to go 5K above what they're asking, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> I want the person who's going to who's gonna be able to say that to me. And I feel mm-hmm. like from the last 30 minutes or so we've been talking that you're that kind of girl. <laughs> there you go. I'm your girl. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, that- thank you. <laughs> That's what we planned for today, folks. So thanks for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Trigger Can We Play With That, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes as that is what helps other people find us when you do. So otherwise, stay curious. Stay curious.